that you are with us right now, and you are very present, Lord. So let us be present, Lord. Open up our hearts to hear your word, Lord, our eyes to see the things that you want to show us. Father, we want to be made different because we met you here this morning. So speak, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, some months ago when I decided to do a series on 40 days of community, I was not expecting that all of a sudden people would be called to a place of isolation. <laughs> so find that to be interesting. And um, we began a sermon series and that, um, uh, about being together, about community and the importance of community and that, that, that we grow together, that we fellowship together. And today um, we'd be talking about giving thanks together and how important that is and giving thanks together in, in all things. But um, in light of what's going on right now, all around us, I feel that the word, Lord's put a little different word in my heart for us to pay attention to and listen to. And the word I have is, I want to tell you this, is that God is with us. Amen. Lest you think anything different, he is with us. And, and that we have to be reminded of that at times, but people are fearful. And, and, and I understand that, and I want to talk a little bit about that. And fear is an emotion that tells us something or someone is dangerous and may bring us harm. Fear makes us anxious not knowing the outcome of our safety. And fear is a very real emotion. And we have our response to that emotion. And our response is usually fight or flight. Those are the one of the two responses. And, and we have a physiological and a psychological response to the stress of our body as a result of it and, and it prepares us to how we're going to respond in, in, in the danger that presents us. And what we have to recognize about fear is fear is, is also the most popular weapon that the enemy will use against us anytime he can. The most common lie Satan uses is to instill fear in the people of God that God is not with us. And I think all of us will agree that when life is going good, we say, yeah, God's with us. Amen. You know, when your stocks are doing well, when your cabinets are filled with food, when you have good health, when all those things are going well, we talk about how God is blessing us and how God is with us. But isn't it interesting when things start to go wrong or circumstances come, we somehow think God decided to look the other way. That somehow he's still not with us, that God is not present. And, and we've all felt at some point in our life that God is distant from us. And that's normal too. That's natural. That we're going through a circumstance, a situation, or whatever we're going in our life, and, and, and we feel somehow that maybe there's this distance of God in, in that moment with us. But, but again, that's a lie because he's never distant from us. That, that he's always with us. And it's in the presence of our hard times that we become afraid or we become anxious and soon we forget that the Lord is with us and, and that the Lord will lead us and that he will guide us. And we read the scriptures and throughout the scriptures over and over again, it shows us that the Lord is with us, that the Lord's with us in the midst of war, that the Lord's with us in the midst of famine, in floods, in storms, and in death, that God is with us. If we allow 
our fear to become greater than the virus itself the enemy has won. That we allow somehow fear to take over in our lives and begin to immobilize us or begin to believe that lie that somehow God is not with us. But in Isaiah 41.10, here's a word that Isaiah gets. And it says this, fear not, what does it say, church? For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And he goes on and says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Lord gives this clear direction, these, these directives that, uh, to Isaiah regarding about fear of, of, of his circumstance and what's going on. It's a clear directive for us too right now that that's relevant. See, the key to not allowing fear to overcome our faith is what the Lord told Isaiah. That, that we can't allow our faith to be diminished by those fears. But that in the light or in spite of those fears, greater should be our faith. And the first thing that we have to be reminded is that, that we believe God is our God. That he is our God. Second, we believe that he is with us. Third, that he strengthens us. Fourth, that he helps us. Fifth, that he upholds us. That that promise has not faded away. It's still today as it was then that God is with us. And when he declares fear not, what we have to be reminded is that we cannot allow fear to rule our hearts and minds. That we can't let it take over. And that we've got to be reminded of that promise. He says that I'm with you. That God is with us always, no matter what, through any circumstance, God is with us. And I've, I've said several times over that sometimes the problem is just I'm not with him. That, that he's with me, but I'm not with him. And I need to be with him. It goes on to say, don't be dismayed. In other words, don't be shocked that, that, that the Lord is with you. Don't be thrown off, but God is with you. And, 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 and the declaration, for I am your God, that, that, that he is Lord and we will put no other gods before him. That he strengthens us, and he strengthens us when we're weak. He strengthens us when we're afraid, when we're anxious, when we're weary. The Lord in those very moments will strengthen us because he's with us, and he'll help us. That he guides us and directs us, that, that he comes alongside, that, that his help is intervening in those very moments to get us through any time of trouble, but that he is present there. And then, then he upholds us, and to uphold something means to support something. It means to defend something. It means to uh, preserve you and, and it means to champion you on to finish the race that he's begun in your life. Amen. And that he's with us and that he upholds us. And, and it goes on in Deuteronomy 31.6 and it says this, So be strong and what church? Courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And if there's ever such a time for the church, as it is a time right now, to be strong and courageous. And the Lord's called us to be strong and courageous. You know, um, in case you forgot, we're in the third week of Lent. <laughs> in light of all those things going on, that, that the church is continuing, moving forward in that 
and that we're in this third week of Lent. And Lent is that time of preparation that we're adding something in our lives. Why? Because we want to draw closer to who Christ is in our life. And we want to know him greater, his love more, and, and, and to have that love in our life. And for many of us, we've, we've been um, um, just kind of immersed in the television and through social media and what's going on. And uh, probably most of you at this point in time have a uh, PhD in uh, the coronavirus. I would imagine that you've put in over your 10,000 hours at this point for your master's degree and you've moved to a PhD. In, uh, and you can tell us all the things that we need to know locally, globally, and, and, and it's okay to be informed. But how much more important is it for us to spend the time that we've invested in that to be with the Lord? In other words, how much time did I spend in prayer this past week? How much time was I in his word this past week? Am I going to the world for my solutions and answers, or am I going to God who gives me peace? And not that we don't use wisdom, not that there's not wisdom that we're supposed to listen to, but the fact that if, if I'm... If I don't have that peace within my heart, the peace is only going to come through Christ. And that's going to come through that relationship and broadening that relationship and allowing myself to be strengthened in that relationship with who he is. And as a church, we're called to be strong and we're called to be courageous and, and we're called to be a community in Christ. And as a community in Christ, we're called to go those around us. And to those around us, you are his disciples. And you are that light. You are that salt that he wants to bring into others' lives. And, and, and when, when a difficult circumstance comes and something that's going on right now, Christians don't hide their heads in the sand, but we proclaim the good news. That, that we bring that good news into others' lives and that we're reminded of that good news, that, that people would know that truth and hear it. See, I think it's, it's a little more than a coincidence that here we are and we're, we're pressing in on the importance that we, the people of God, make up the body of Christ. And he's called us into this place of fellowship together. And yet we know as a culture that we've never been more connected and so isolated at the same time. And yet now here there's this, this need to pull away and pull back and yet we can still be the body of Christ and we can still press in and, and, and show others around us what the body of Christ looks like, what, what, what it is. And we, we have the church that we the people make up the church and that we're the call to bring that into others' lives. Because what I can tell you right now, that people are hopeless and they don't know where to find the hope. We read in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 8. And this talks about how, how our faith overcomes our troubles. That what we believe in, and, and it says in verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You know why we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God? Because God is with us. And not only that, we also glory in tribulation. Uh-oh. <laughs> Knowing that tribulation produces what, church? Perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope what? Does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 
The church is the hope for the world. And as the body of Christ, as the church, we're called to bring that hope into others' lives. We're called to be the community and then go back into our community to be that hope, to, to be who Christ is in our life and bring Christ to those around us. You know, maybe it's a time right now that we connect with our neighbor and tell our neighbors, don't be afraid, God is with us. Maybe we can connect with our neighbors and turn to them and say, let me ask you something, is there something I can pray for you for? Is there a way that I can maybe serve you or, or something I can do for you? Or maybe we have an elderly person we know about that is in our community or one of our neighbors and, and we could reach out to them and say, don't be afraid, God is with us. And ask them, how can I serve you? Or, or maybe make them a meal or there's something that, that I could do for you. And we could tell them that don't be afraid because we're a witness that God is with us. That we're that visible light in the midst of darkness. And why I know that many are afraid and fear has overcome many because of the reaction when we hear something and we don't know the full understanding of it. And when we don't know the full of understanding, we begin to react, fight or flight. And for many, we've cleared the shelves of grocery stores in fear that we'll never eat again. All I know is you better have a lot of potlucks in a few weeks from now with all that extra food that has been, been, been picked up or, or the mad dash from masses of amounts of toilet paper, which I can't figure out. But you want to be a witness to your community. Maybe take all that toilet paper you're hoarding and show up and go to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I just wanted to bless you. I have plenty. <laughs> the Lord put this in my heart. I want to drop off a roll of uh, Scott tissue. Wouldn't that be a witness? They'll probably turn to you and go, don't worry, I got 200 rolls, I'm good. But maybe, maybe that extra food or those things we have, there's someone who doesn't. Maybe there's someone who's scared, someone who's afraid right now. But we know, we know what's ahead of us. And when your hope is in Christ, there's nothing to fear. We know there's a promise in that grace that's given in that gift to have a relationship with him is a promise of eternal life. And when you're promised an eternal life, there's nothing to fear. And as the body of Christ, we're called to bring hope to the hopeless. We're called to be that witness to those around us. We have to be reminded of that. To be reminded of how, how can we, as the people of God, be the hands and feet of Christ to those around us. Now, we use wisdom in decisions that we make, and we trust medical experts because none of us are medical experts. Unless you are, then I trust you. <laughs> but just because you watched a lot of television doesn't make you a medical expert, <laughs> or you've read every tweet that has been put out there or anything like that, but that, but that we would refocus that. And then maybe it's such a time as this that the church has an opportunity to rise up in a way that it couldn't get the attention of those around us. You know, when, when people get hit economically, they start to pay attention to things. When, when people's physical health is, is challenged, they start paying attention to things. And, and they start looking for a better answer. 
And if we have in such a moment as this that it's a window or an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel in someone's life, to, to bring that truth to someone around us, to serve someone around us and, and bring that hope that they so desperately need. Maybe it's in these moments that God wants to do something even greater than we understand because he's with us. He's with us. He's leading us. So I want to tell you, church, is fear not. God is with us. Let us remain strong and courageous. The Lord will help us. He upholds us. And he will never leave us or forsake us because our God is greater. Amen. Let's take a moment and pray now. Father, we... We just ask, even for us who've come in this morning with that fear, that you would calm those fears, Lord. Lord, we would pray for the medical experts, for those around us, Father, for a cure, uh, Lord, um, uh, for those who are at work in all the various fields right now and dealing with people who are hopeless and scared and not showing what to do. God, may, may a wave of peace come upon those who are fearful, Lord. And may you bring comfort. And may you, Lord, as you're championing us on, encourage us to go to those around us to be that light, to be, Lord, salt for seasoning in their life. Father, we know that you are present. Help us be more present with you, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to continue to worship the Lord and